Hi, this is Erica Potter. And this is Hunter Willis. And this is Hot Girl Briefing. Hey, Erica. Hey, Hunter. What are we going to be talking about today on today's Keep It Brief? We're talking about a fun little subject that you actually found on TikTok, and that would be homing pigeons. Yes, for everybody out there, I saw this TikTok and it was just kind of like the history of homing pigeons a little bit, just talking about like how they were very useful, but then they were just abandoned as soon as like more modern technology came. And I was like, you know what? We're doing an episode on it. We're doing an episode on homing pigeons because homing pigeons, there was actually some drama with them back in the 1940s in the United States. And I don't think that anybody really knows about it because I certainly didn't know about it. I don't think that it's really commonplace, not just common knowledge that there was drama about homing pigeons with the U.S. government back in the 40s. I mean, Erica, did you have any idea? No, I thought like pigeons were similar to like seagulls. Like they kind of just like were there like a public nuisance almost. But then Mm -hmm. the video you showed, it was like so sad. I was like, wow, the pigeons just like really did not deserve that. Yeah. Like they just, they had a lot going on for them. But then they were just like, eh, no, we don't really have to use pigeons anymore. So they're just kind of whatever to us now. But I guess with that, let's just kind of jump into the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. So there's again, did not know this. There's literally record the congressional record for the Senate about pigeons, which like Mm -hmm. just thought they were your average bird that just like was in central park, whatever. And Mm -hmm. there was a bill brought to the Senate and it's the state, the bill States, uh, it was a bill to safeguard the homing pigeon, be it enacted, et cetera. And that section one was placing it so that it's in order to safeguard and promote the breeding and training of the Antwerp or homing pigeon. So I guess Antwerp is the official name of it. Mm-hmm. And for use as means of communication in time of war or national emergency, like, okay, just like brief pause on that. Imagine getting a pigeon to your door. That was like, we're in a war surprise. Yeah. I mean, like I <laughs> could not, I could, I would just be so in shock of just like, oh, there's this little pigeon and it has a message for me. I mean, I'm so used yeah. to just text, email, IM, DMs. And yet here people were, they were genuinely sending people messages with carrier pigeons if you had them oh my god that's where the phrase comes from wow okay so I've heard the phrase wow all right yes I didn't put two and two together but mm-hmm. this bill was basically protecting our carrier pigeons back when they were still carrier pigeons and not just normal pigeons I guess and so mm-hmm. it is it said it shall be unlawful for any person to hunt shoot or even attempt to hunt or shoot for any reason other than the lawful owner thereof to pursue capture or kill or again, attempt to, you know, pursue, capture, kill any Antwerp or homing pigeon, having the name of the owner stamped upon its wings or tail, which like brutal where, where yeah, I didn't uh, know that they were just stamped on there. Yeah. Like, okay, we can't do like, what do they do in the, in the animal world? They just tag them. Like, do we really have to stamp them? But okay. Yeah. Um, or wearing the ring of seamless leg land band. So there we go. They can wear a ring, put a ring mm-hmm. on it with the registered number of such pigeons stamped thereon. So that is like directly from the congressional record of the bill. So that's why it kind of sounds a little bit old timey, but yeah, basically there was just protection on these, on these pigeons before they were discarded and cast off by our government. Yeah. And essentially it was just saying like, Hey, like if anybody else like does this like unlawfully, then there's going to be some stuff going down. If you 
are convicted of violating this act, then you will be subject to a fine of not more than $500. Which I mean, back in the 40s, $500 was kind of a, like it was a substantial amount of money back in the 1940s. I mean, that was not, granted, I mean, still $500 is not like, you know, spare change on the sidewalk. I mean, that's still like, a fair bit of a fine. I mean, I get mad over like a $15 parking ticket if I walk out late and I totally forgot to just put more money in my parking meter. So I couldn't imagine I'd take $500 now. Like that's that's a lot of money to me. I'd be so happy if I had an extra $500. So that is essentially what the bill was saying. And so then we're going to move on a little bit more into another one of the congressional records from the Senate And the record says, Mr. Wagner, Mr. President, so it's Mr. Wagner saying, and Mr. Wagner at this point is Robert Wagner. He was a Democratic senator back in the day. And he says, Mr. President, there has been sent to the Senate a bill passed by the House for safeguarding homing pigeons. The War Department is interested in the bill, which it says is needed for national defense. It is emergency legislation. I ask that the Senate consider the bill at this time. The chair laid before the Senate the bill, H.R. 7813, to safeguard the homing pigeon, which was read twice by its title. So then you have the presiding officer in the Senate saying, is there any objection to the present consideration of the bill? And then they say, there being no object, the bill was considered, ordered to a third reading, read the third time, and passed. So... The House passed it, the Senate passed it, and here you are, you're having legislation go forward on safeguarding the homing pigeon. And like, not to just skip over the War Department being interested in the bill. I mean- It's just like, as soon as you said that, I imagine like going to the park and like, you know, bringing your little breadcrumbs and going to feed the pigeon. And then all of a sudden, like the military comes up- Uncle Sam is just like coming up and he's like, don't you dare. You cannot do this. Pigeon. This is a matter of national security. How national security about you? the homing pigeon? Yeah. <laughs> so I, no offense to the pigeon, <laughs> but just so like, ridiculous. Especially like modern day with like modern day technology, like people are really just not expecting a homing pigeon to be deemed as a national emergency for the War Department, as this legislation is just so important and so extremely like emergent of an issue that it has to be passed immediately both the house and the senate and i mean granted the house and the senate used to work together a lot better than they do today there was not nearly as much gridlock back in the 1940s on playing politics and playing in the media and having all of this go on you know especially during the like world war ii when it was uh, ongoing and you know, people just tended to work a bit better together back in the day. So we're not super used to hearing the House and the Senate agree on many things these days. But back in the day, the Senate and the House, they were agreeing on this. So you think, okay, obviously must be done deal. Do you want to read us the letter that President Franklin D. Roosevelt sent back to the House of Representatives? Yes. And I think FDR was maybe feeling a bit like how we feel right now, or I don't want to assume how you're feeling Hunter, but I think like, (laughs) (laughs) I think what he said is kind of like funny too, but anyways, I'll get on with it. So president Franklin D Roosevelt said, 
to the House of Representatives, I am returning herewith without my approval, an act to safeguard the homing pigeon. I have a feeling that this is carrying national defense a little too far in times of peace. I'm inclined to think that there are no Americans, or at least very few of them, who would deliberately shoot or capture a homing pigeon. I think that there are practically no people who would deliberately remove or alter a message in the leg band of a homing pigeon. After all, homing pigeons do not closely resemble any wild game birds. If any real need should emerge for the enactment of such legislation, there would be plenty of time to enact it. In the meantime, this seems like a somewhat unnecessary new law. That was Franklin D. Roosevelt, the White House, October 17th, 1940, which... I mean, I understand the time of peace because technically this was a little over a year before the U.S. entered into World War II. So I get it. Technically, they're in peace and the War Department is going a little crazy trying to defend the pigeon as a national emergency defense bill. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's got a point like the part where he's like, I'm inclined to think that there are no Americans or at least very few of them <laughs> would deliberately shoot or capture a homing pigeon. I would agree with FDR in that statement. I do not yeah. know anybody who's like, you know what I want to do today? I want to injure a pigeon. And like, I hear you, but at the same time, like the reason that there has to be like, oh, hot labeled on like the coffee mug or like the little coffee cups that people get these days is because people were suing places for saying that they didn't disclose that the coffee was hot. And then it, it was a McDonald's them. court case and she deserved every penny of that lawsuit. And, so, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you can't, at this point, can we expect people to really know these things if there's not a law kind of talking about it? And also, isn't it better just to be proactive about it? Like, hey, you know, we're not having a bunch of people commit horribly violent acts, but let's just get ahead of it and just say this would be a crime if you ever did it. Because otherwise, all of a sudden you're going to have somebody out there and then you can't charge them with a crime because there's no law. There's technically no law that they're breaking. So you can't even charge them with a crime at that point. So like, in my perspective, it's better to be ahead of the issue. But I'm also with FDR of where I'm like, I don't think any American would just go out and just try and kill a homing pigeon or like steal a homing pigeon's message. But here we are. Okay, but also like, it's not like you were probably sending like classified information through the carrier pigeons either. Like, I can't imagine (laughs) that they're like, all right, let's move in on Cuba or here's the next Fidel Castro like assassination attempt. Like they were definitely not sending those kinds of messages (laughs) on the pigeon. So like, I under, like what kind of message could they alter that could necessarily require a up to $500 fine at the time? Like, I mean, that was definitely unsafe. Like if you were to send any message like that, like a, or a congressman sending a you up text or or you message. (laughs) I mean, I think that it might've just been like, Hey, like also kind of like when like you mess with the postal system and the postal service, you know, it's against the law and people are like, Hey, don't ever, ever mess with the mail. I think that maybe that may have been like what they were kind of going for here, but I don't think that it really translated. And then especially labeling it as a national emergency and having the war department weigh in on it and be like, Mr. President, we must pass this emergency legislation. The War Department is interested too. 
I think it kind of took it to a different level of where people really weren't expecting that. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, I wasn't expecting it. Honestly. Yeah. But let's get into the legal history. Like, why did the War Department like want to get involved with the pigeons? Like, why, why did it get to that level for them? So, okay. So essentially, we're going to break it down here. There's two types of pigeons, really, that are like the big kind of pigeons that show up in legal history. We'll go through really quickly the passenger pigeon, and then we'll talk more about the homing pigeon, because obviously that's the subject of this episode. So essentially, the passenger pigeon was used for meat. Um, Hunter, I know you're vegetarian and you don't normally eat birds or just any animal, but even as mm-hmm. a meat eater myself, I would not eat that passenger like, pigeon. Yeah, like I feel like it looks kind of like an aggressive chicken. Like... That's like the best way I can kind of describe it. I mean, with like bigger wings and stuff, but. No offense to the pigeon. It looks like it might snitch on me. I, I don't know. It the looks red a eyes. little spooky. It looks I'm, a little spooky. Like, okay. I, it doesn't look like a crow, but in a similar sense where I would never look at a crow and be like, hmm, I bet that meat is delectable. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel about this pigeon. But you know what? I will, I will account for the fact that it was different times back then. And a lot mm-hmm. of things that they ate then aren't what we are eating now. So I will give them a little bit of a, like kind of benefit of the doubt. Also, they probably weren't feeding their passenger pigeons corn. Like we feed our chicken corn. So, mm-hmm. so maybe yeah. it tasted good. I, personally, I mean, it's not for me. There was a point in the history of the US. So this is a direct quote. It is estimated that passenger pigeons once made up anywhere from 25 to 40% of the entire bird population in the United States, causing onlookers to remark how the migratory birds would, quote, darken the sun with their flights and state, legisla- state legislatures to dismiss the need to protect the passenger pigeon until it was far too late. And essentially what happened here is they did not try and protect the passenger pigeon. People were killing the passenger pigeon. And then what ended up happening is there were a bunch of different federal laws that were passed aimed at protecting wildlife. And essentially what it ended up going into was the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. And that is what we still see today as a protection for birds and migratory birds across the United States and as well as other countries too. That was only half of like the legal history of the pigeon. Then we still, that was just the passenger pigeon. So going back to the homing pigeon, Erica, do you want to start us out and kind of just give us like a bit of background on the homing pigeon? Yes, of course. So that is the one we know, the one we love sometimes. (laughs) The cute little pigeons that like you feed little bread (laughs) to in like the middle of like a town center or something. Yeah. The ones you always see like in Central Park getting fed bird yeah. seed in all the classic New York movies. But anyways, mm-hmm. so these messenger pigeons were used especially in war communications because they were evolutionarily programmed to fly back home, which that image just in my brain of like war communications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pigeon carrying like army tactics just like on its leg, like, hey, what's up? Uh, but it was yeah. especially helpful in big kingdoms like ancient Egypt, and it was used in they were used in World War One and World War Two, which is when that legislation was introduced to protect them. So, and then you had the U.S. federal law, and this was passed in 1918 that prohibited entrapping and killing any homing pigeon owned in the U.S. 
And this is a quote directly from our source. This policy remained on the books in a few different forms until it was finally repealed in 1990. So you also had this act. So I believe that the Safeguard the Homing Pigeon Act was meant to have a bit more strict protections for the homing pigeon. I was not 100% clear on how exactly they were so far different, but I do believe that it was different because of the War Department's involvement and really just pushing more of a emphasis on the homing pigeon. Well, they weren't the only ones because while the U.S. made a law to protect the homing pigeon, so did Great Britain, so did New Zealand and Portugal. Mm -hmm. And like the United States, most of them have been repealed, but some remain such as the one in South Australia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the pigeons, it was like on a mass scale. So a unit of the military under the U.S. Signal Corps, they essentially trained over 50,000 pigeons for World War II alone. I mean, just let that number sink in. 50,000 pigeons were trained for World War II. GI pigeon. Yeah, and so sometimes they also had like small cameras so they could kind of spy on foreign militaries too while they were carrying their little message. And then another direct quote, some pigeons even receive special recognition for their work. Cherami, a U.S. Signal Corps homing pigeon, was awarded a French military honor, the Croix de Guerre with Palm, for her heroic flight in France during World War I. Cher delivered a crucial message despite being shot in the chest and leg, flying 25 miles in 25 minutes and relieving an allied unit of nearly 200 in doing so. Okay, I love the name. I love the act. That was 100% a heroic flight and Cher I mean, deserved that. That was absolutely a heroic <laughs> flight. Cher me was traveling at 25 miles in 25 minutes. I can't that, believe that, she was shot in the chest and the leg and she's still like, I've got to carry on. That means that Cher me was traveling at a rate of speed of 60 miles an hour while being shot in the chest and the leg to deliver this message. Yeah, she definitely, she's like, you know what? I'm going to exceed everyone's expectations. Y'all think I'm a normal pigeon? Wrong. I am a a pigeon of honor. Yeah. That is amazing. Justice for share. They need to start teaching that in like, in the history classes. I think that would just be like a fun little fact of like a history class or something. But yeah, so I mean, like now you see a little bit more of why the War Department was so involved in having the Safeguard the Homing Pigeon Act. I want a picture of Cher, first of all. We need to add that onto our website, Hunter. Yes. Um, um, looking it up immediately as we're speaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's amazing to hear about. Oh, so, I have okay, a picture like, of her, and she's cute. Oh, my God. Send it over. I need she's to see pigeon. Cher right she's now. Cute pigeon. I bet she's as beautiful as the real Cher. <laughs> I am. There's literally a whole Wikipedia page for Cher and me. No, it's just, like, amazing, though, that, like, these animals, I think, Okay, maybe I'm a little bit more on the War Department side after hearing about Cher because like we sometimes forget like how like helpful animals are to us during like times. Like, did you see the video of the bunny that the first official police bunny that is being used to like- I have seen the police bunny. Yeah, I don't know if it's a he or she, but whichever, whichever the bunny is, she's cute. She or he is the cutest little bunny. And like, we just have so many resources and- I feel so sad that, that we no longer use pigeons. Like 
especially when everything nowadays leaves a digital footprint. Mm-hmm. How are you going to leave a digital footprint with a carrier pigeon? I think we I need mean, to bring back pigeons. Point, you do also run the risk of like having, you know, your message now get in the wrong hands because it's not digitally encoded and encrypted, you know? But so what like, if it was in code like they used to do in medieval times? I mean, that's fair, but I with don't. With a cipher. That'd be a little crazy. <laughs> that would be a little, a little too hard. Well, no, I mean, like there's history she of that too. beautiful. Yeah, I know. Isn't Sheremy cute? Oh my gosh. And uh-huh. her chest is like pink and they mm-hmm. shot her in the pink. Wow. She was only alive for one year. That's so sad. She was born in April 21st, 1918, and she died on June 13th, 1919, according to the Wikipedia page for Sheremy. Oh my God. She, she was in oh, Aries. Apparently Sheremy was a man. Was oh. a male. He was a male homing pigeon. Well, sorry, let he, us correct that. Share me. Yeah, he. we're so sorry. He is beautiful and I'm so sorry for him. Yeah. So, but I mean, honestly, I think that's kind of it for all that we have on the homing pigeons. So I hope that everybody got a little bit more information. And, you know, I had so much fun making this episode. So if you guys want us to make more episodes like this, please let us know. Just obscure kind of legislation going on because I always think it's, you know, fun little party facts for people of like, oh no, like there was this whole pigeon and this whole drama in the US government over whether or not to make a bill for the pigeons. So yeah, I think there are so many laws out there, especially in the United States. I don't know about the other countries, but there are so many like random laws that you hear about and you're just like, this was mm-hmm. a little a little dramatic. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I think that you're right, Hunter. We should definitely do more episodes of this. I would love to tell all of our listeners why my sorority house was not allowed to have more than six people in it. Cause there's <laughs> a little law where the college was that prevented us. And I would love to go further in detail with that law. So if you guys liked hearing about this, please, please, please give us a comment on our website. Give us a review on Spotify and Apple podcasts, just comment on our Instagram. Like we were always looking for new and fun topics to talk to you guys about. Yes, we love to see it. We love feedback from y'all. Honestly, it makes it so enjoyable for us. Not that it's not. I mean, I always love coming on here with you, Erica, but it always (laughs) just adds a little bit of like, you know, some sparkle to the episode of, hey, you know, like this person really enjoyed this segment of it, or this person really enjoyed this like fun fact that they didn't know before. So we always enjoy getting those types of comments. So if y'all want to, please leave us those reviews and send us a message on our website. Feel free to email us. There is a little comment box down at the bottom of the website. So with yes. that, I would love to, before we end the episode, Hunter, I just want to make a quick dedication to share on me. That's what, that's who this episode yes. is dedicated to. And I will be booking a flight to the Smithsonian as soon as possible. So I can go see his body in the institution, yes. the Smithsonian institution. So if y'all live around Smithsonian, that's where Sherami is. And that's where our podcast episode today is dedicated to. Yes, we are absolutely dedicating this episode to Sherami. So thank you so much, Sherami, for your brave sacrifice. Honestly, I mean, very heroic effort on the part of Sherami. So yes, thank you, Sherami. Thank you, Hunter, for joining me. And thank you to all of our listeners. We will catch you on the next episode. Yes. Tune in on Thursday for our country analysis. Erica has been working on this one for a minute and I can't wait to dive into it. Erica has been so excited. So (laughs) definitely check it out. I'm excited. Erica's excited. We're all excited. So 
with that, we will see y'all on Thursday. Bye. Bye.